You want to count me down this week? Yeah, sure. All right. 20, 19, 18. No, I'm kidding. Um, three, two, one. And hello, everybody. Welcome to SEN After Live. I am Jay Wade, and holy shit, fuck Batman, have we got one today? That's right, guys. We're now on episode number 22. One, ah, ah, ah. Two, ah, ah, ah. 22. Two of those. Two twos, guys. That's what we got. And, uh, and, and that's what we're on right now. And, and I'm a little off track already, probably because Kaylin's not here. Um, and we all know why she's, well, you don't know yet. I know why, and our guest here knows why she's not here tonight, but I'll let him tell you why she's not here tonight. Everybody, welcome back once again to the show. Uh, one of our, one of our uh, he's become family here. He's, he's absolutely welcome here anytime. Saul, everybody, how you doing, buddy? Yeah, hey, everybody, how you doing? Yeah, uh, so what's up with Kaylin, man? Why isn't she here tonight? Uh, well, you know, I guess the real, I guess if you want me to out you, you're afraid to put me on air with any women. Well, I was hoping you wouldn't out me on that on air. You know, I mean, if you want to call me out for it off air, that's fine because it's absolutely true. Yeah, it's because I just I'm assuming. Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't realize I was supposed to have a kayfabe answer there. Um, yeah, listen, <laughs> I have an immense amount of testosterone, and it just oozes through the airwaves when I, you know, when I talk. So you're locked up all the chicks in your sphere, and uh, wisely so. Because I'm uh, ready to mingle. Well, hey, uh, I, I swear, man, I swear, she'll be here next time you're here. Um, Bullshit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> bless her heart, though. She's uh, she's not feeling well, um, and and I can't imagine. As far as stress goes, I can't imagine how she must be feeling right now with uh, with all this. She's an educator at the college level, and so she's doing her classes online and. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I can't imagine trying to wrangle all that and, and do all that and keep everything straight. So kudos to her, but hope she feels better. But hey, man, you're here. I'm here. And that's what matters now, right? Yeah. Yes, that's all that matters. Nothing else is going on. No, nothing else in the world of relevance is going on. Mm-hmm. Nope. Nope. And hey, thanks for coming to the show, everybody. Uh, Saul, why don't you show everybody where they can find you out on the social media? <laughs> uh, yes, I'm on. Uh, I'm on Etsy. Uh, you can find me on Etsy, and uh, also I am at. Uh, uh, you know, I'm just mostly in my basement. You can send me a letter. <laughs> I'll give you my street address. It's three thirty three Evergreen Terrace, Springfield, USA. Oh, that's great. That's great. Um, but but no, for real, though, we are here, guys, to uh, to talk about SEN Live from this last week and uh, go over some of the things, elaborate on some of the things. Um, but, yeah, they uh, this week had two episodes where they had the StreamYards going on. Uh, and, and also today they had Kate on via Skype, although we couldn't see her audio or her video, rather. But that's okay. It was great to hear her voice again and have her on the show. But... Um, from the stream yards and, you know, we have Brett in the studio with Christian, but from the stream yards, you know, we had Brett Ellis, Bonnie, Bonnie finally showed up, although she 
uh, she was having technical difficulties too. Yeah, I mean, um, she was there. She was there more in spirit than anything. But yeah, no, she was technically there. Yeah, but th- she's like that when she's in the actual studio too, though. You know what I mean? I don't know. Um, and, and I didn't mean that as a knock. I just had said to Kaylin a couple weeks ago that um, I love Bonnie. I love her on the show, but sometimes it feels like she's not really there. It feels like she's just somewhere else in her head and she's not really there in the moment of the show. But I don't know. Um, I, I, usually, I, I usually find her uh, pretty compelling when she's on the show. Really? I don't, maybe yeah. I'm just maybe I'm just having a bad a bad time of things lately. I don't know, um, I don't know. But Yodi was on there, Goddard was on there, Kaiser, RB3, Sabrina, and uh, for for a few minutes there, Christian brought in one of his buddies, Ian Virgo. Uh, I'm not familiar with him. I don't recall having seen him in the past, but I've not seen everything. So, but are you familiar with him? Um, no, not at all. I, uh, I think Ian was a big part of the show before I, I am actually kind of, um, people are for some reason surprised to hear this when I say this, but, uh, I came to the show very late. Like I've only been, uh, kind of, um, following the Schmoverse as it were, uh, for maybe a year and a half. So no, Ian was a little bit before my, uh, my time. Yeah, it seemed, seemed like a solid guy. Just need to have him on for a little bit longer there, Christian. Come on, buddy. Um, uh, but yeah, that, that stream yard thing, it's, I, I like it, it, but it's just, there's just something about all of this that's off, you know, it's just, it's not the normal format, which is why it all feels off and it's no one's fault whatsoever. It just, it just doesn't feel like it, like the normal shows, but man, uh, for what they're doing, I'm, I'm still having a good time listening to them. Um, but you were telling me before we started that you you haven't listened to all we at all this week. I haven't listened at all to to SEN. Yeah. No, I, I listen. Uh, I listen live every day. What are you talking about? Oh no, no! I thought you said that you hadn't listened at all this week. No, no, no! I listen to. Uh, I've listened to every episode live. I listen. I. I you fucking with me? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. You fucking weirdo. <laughs> I don't do that's what is that's that's the first time I've been able to fuck with you. So I had to once I realized it was turning into fucking with you, then yes, it was I don't know. I don't know, but it was great cuz it turned out all right in my in my favor. Uh, well, no, maybe it did. I don't know, dude. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. We could just we could just edit this part right the fuck out. There we go. Nah, nah. We don't believe in editing around here unless it's something controversial, which is rarely said, which is also surprising on my part, knowing who I am and, and, and the, the very, very thin and uh, holy filter that I have. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know, man. This quarantine's been fucking uh, – it's been getting to me – uh, but yeah, the, there was a viewer question this week that was brought up that, uh, that made me just fucking drool, um, asking what the best meals were that everyone's had since the quarantine. Cause I mean, you know, a lot of folks are eating in now instead of eating out and cooking their own food. And, uh, I think you'll be surprised based on, uh, uh, on my, my marital status and not having kids and all that, uh, that I mine is not frozen food. Okay, what is it? Yeah, 
uh, I, I made a barbecue chicken in the crock pot and uh, I, I cut some potatoes and I, and I uh, deep fried them and made some uh, fresh cut fries. Shit was good. I've, um, I eat, I'm the type of dude who can eat the same thing every single day for months on end. And that's kind of what I've been doing. It really hasn't, this hasn't affected my, um, my nutritional situation at all. I usually eat, um, I usually either eat, uh, I'm on a high fat diet. And, um, so I usually eat, uh, either a red meat and bacon to start the day and or bacon to start the day off. Sometimes I'll put it in like a, a low carb wrap. And uh, it was a dash of ranch, or I'll eat a uh, just usually I'll eat, I'll eat like a ribeye, and that's usually my first meal. And then later in the day, I'll have like either between six to ten eggs, usually scrambled or uh, in an omelet. Nice. Yeah. So that's nice. um, yeah. I've eaten nothing. Ex- I, 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 if I come out of this, I, the fucking main goal of coming out of this quarantine is I can't be fat. I get depressed when I'm fat. <laughs> yeah. And um, it's been a pretty good motivator for me because I've, I've uh, I keep lean pretty much all year round. But, uh, yeah, sorry for the uh, not exactly the most riveting answer, but that's what I'm up to. No, that's fine. I mean, man, that barbecue chicken and then uh, fresh cut fries, that was the – that's the only thing I've had uh, in the last couple weeks that's not been frozen fucking food and shit. Or, or box – like back and cheese in a box or something like that. But everything I used I, – I just – I wish I could cook, man. I, I oh, like watching chef shows and shit like that, but I can't do that stuff. I will. I will say this, Jay. I didn't cook for many years. From for, I was in my thirties when I started when I started cooking, and then the amount of um, I've, it, it, it's completely enriched my life. It is. It has alleviated so much stress. It saved me countless thousands of dollars learning how to how to cook, how to grill a steak, how to make omelets, like just. And then you get good at it and you want to know more. And it's just, it's sort of, it's like a, um, it's like uh, when I was in the army, we used to use an expression called a force multiplier. Eating is a force multiplier, meaning it just makes you a better soldier after you eat. And like learning how to cook makes you, it's a force multiplier. It just makes you, it'll, it'll put money in your pocket. It'll make you more motivated to get, do things. And um, you cooking for, you cook for like a chick. They fucking, that's an immediate, even if it's not that good. That is just like just to show an act of devotion like that usually has a very positive ancillary effect. Um, I highly recommend. Not for me. I've tried it before. Really? Yeah, maybe it's just me then. I guess now. Now I'm starting to get depressed. I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but now I'm starting to get depressed. Well, I just assumed that before we started. So, (laughs) but um. Well, maybe that's maybe that's one of your quarantine goals. Maybe you watch a Gordon Ramsay YouTube video and. Uh... How did you know, dude? That's all. I've been binging the fuck out of those for the last two days. How did you know, dude? Where's the fucking camera? Are you really CIA or some sort of fucking intelligence, dude? No, I'm. Uh, I'm just Saul. Don't you worry about how I know these things. All right, I'm fucking very. <laughs> I'm crazy perceptive. Man. But I really have. I've been watching the fuck out of like, uh, like the short clips from like Hotel Hell and shit like that. And I love that motherfucker. He cracks me up so much, dude. Yeah, I'm a big fan. Oh, do you know what? I'm gonna go back. I did discover something during quarantine that I've never done before. I haven't had a pop tart in like twenty fucking years. But there was pop tarts in the cabinet here where I'm staying, and I'm like. I'm like I haven't had one of these in 20 years, and I'm I'm usually pretty good at um 
not eating pop tarts and shit like that. <laughs> but like, I, I was getting weird cravings and I think it's because it's like, there's something about like only having a finite amount of food or you can't go out. It makes me, it's just all I want to do is the exact opposite of what I'm supposed to be doing now because of the fucking quarantine. Like all I want, like literally I'm a pretty solitary dude and all I want to do is go out and hang out with people. So like that um, nutritionally, like my brain is thinking like that too. So it's just sort of like, you know, like I, again, I keep it pretty lean, but I'm just like, fuck it. There's a pop tart here. I'm going to show myself a lesson. And, um, I read on the back of the, I think I read it on the box or something. It's like, if you put it in the freezer, like overnight, you can, it's like 20 minutes, but you can all, if you leave it overnight, it's way better. I was putting pop tarts in a fucking freezer. They're amazing. Damn. Yeah. Hmm. I don't think I've ever had a pop tart in my life. Yeah. I'm not a huge, um, not a huge fan, but they were, um, I had them for my niece and my nephew here and, um, pulled the fucking trigger. I also had a, uh, uh, I had, a, I'm not sure this is going on in Ohio, but have you ever heard of a dessert pizza? Uh, no, I, I've heard of mashed potato pizza and that shit's fucking gross. And yeah, chick, barbecue, barbecue chicken pizza. That's disgusting too. But no, I've never heard of a dessert pizza. Well, dessert pizzas are like, um, it's just, it's like, yeah, they're making, uh, they're making pizzas, but instead of putting cheese and, and pepperoni or whatever the fuck, they're putting um, like cinnamon and sugar and baking brown sugar onto it. Or they're, they're mushing up cheesecake and they're making a cheesecake pizza. And hmm. uh, my, my sister brought one over and it was pretty fucking banging. I had a cheesecake pizza. And the other day um, they were telling me there's a cinnamon strudel pineapple pizza that I, I haven't gotten my hands on yet. But I don't know. It sounds pretty amazing. Well, I don't know about the pineapple bit, but the rest of it sounds amazing. Yeah, but pineapple on a dessert pizza makes a lot more sense, right? If you like pineapple. I do like pineapple. But well, I'm... there you go, man. There you go. Somebody tried to give me an entire case of bananas the other day, and I'm like, I don't like bananas, dude. Sorry. Don't like bananas. Don't like pineapples. Blackberries and strawberries are my two favorite, and then I like apples as well. Grapes yeah, are it. all right. Green grapes are pretty good. Yeah, I'm a big apple guy. Green or apple. red? Uh, I celebrate uh, the orchard in all its colors. I like Golden Delicious. I like Granny Smith's. Uh, my favorite are um, are the uh, the little fuckers, the Macintosh apples. Mm-hmm. But uh, I only eat fruit. I'm only I only let myself eat fruit two times a day, uh, two times a week rather, just because of the way I I eat. But um. Sunday, I eat whatever the fuck I want. So I'll, I'll go crazy on junk food on Sunday. But um, yeah, that's where uh, I, I get so obsessed with apples. Like I, I make food and put apples in them that they, like they don't have any business being in them. Like I can make a uh, like I do cooked apple omelets. Really? Yeah, they're fucking incredible. Damn. How? Explain how that works. How do you? How do you make that? How do you do that? It's um, what you do is it's how you prepare the eggs is really what is the make or break. Because um, instead of uh, putting salt and pepper and seasoning, and then um, when I make an omelet, I make an omelet like they do in France, which is I barely, I don't whisk the eggs. That's fucking, that's chicken shit, home ec stuff. You break the eggs. You barely, for me at least, you barely break the eggs. You just break the yolks up and you just kind of give it, uh, you kind of break it against the wall of the bowl. And um, there should be strips of clear egg white. When you're done with when you when you're done making it, and then you put it into the pan and you hardly move it, 
being that will give you a very eggy omelet. That's how they do it in France. Like if you've ever been to Europe or anything, that's how they make omelets there. In America, people whisk the shit out of it, and all they're doing is putting air into the batter. That's why they're all fluffy. And I don't, I don't think I'm not a huge fan of fluffy eggs. But what you, but in this instance, you actually do exactly that. You make it. You kind of fluff up the omelet batter, and instead of salt or pepper, you put. Um, I use sweetener. You can use sugar. You got to be careful when you're cooking it though, because sugar will burn. But I use artificial sweetener, and I use cinnamon, and I'll use a, a, a substitute brown sugar, and then I'll also put a little um, uh, sugar-free syrup in it, and I whisk it up real good, and then I put it into the pan like a regular omelet, and then before that, I cooked uh, I cook apples. I cook apples in brown sugar and cardamom like I'm making an apple pie, and then right before the omelet's set, I'll put the, cook, I'll put the cooked apples in, and then I'll fold it, and it's a cooked apple omelet. Or so yeah, it, t- it kind of tastes like an apple pie. And what happens is when you when you treat the batter like that, you don't. Um, it's not salty or savory. It's it's a, it's a you're, you can make sweet eggs. You can make a sweet omelet. Or I was um, uh, I love Japanese food. And then um, I was talking to a guy who lives in Japan. A friend of mine um, lives there all year. Yeah, he's immigrating there. He's got dual citizenship now. And he was talking about how in Japan they make sweet eggs. They make sweet omelets. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, that's brilliant. So after I found out about that, I started experimenting where pretty much anything you can make a pancake or a pie out of, you can put into an omelet. And it's fucking incredible. That's pretty cool. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm not sure that that sounds like it would taste good to me personally, but it definitely sounds intriguing and I would like to try it. It sounds like something I would try at least. Yeah. Everyone has the same reaction. Like, oh, I don't know. And then they take a bite and then they're like, whoa. Oh, Yeah. Yep, man. I'm gonna have to go back and and listen to this and write that down and have someone cook it for me. <laughs> Again, an omelet's not the most challenging, Jay. You can you can figure out an omelet, dude. I can't even fry a fucking hamburger. I'm serious. I'm not kidding. Like that's not a joke in any way whatsoever. I cannot I even fry a fucking hamburger without messing it up. I want to criticize, but I got to be honest. Until I was like in my early 30s, I was the same way. I used to microwave eggs. Like really? that's how that's how fucking that's how absent of knowledge about cooking I was. Well, I mean, I can make eggs. I I can't do bake. Well, I maybe I can do bacon. I have never tried to fry bacon in my life. Like I've made it in the fucking microwave, but it, I hate it like that. I hate it. It it yeah. just turns out like shit. But I've never even tried to actually fry bacon in a pan. I should try that. I love bacon, man. It's the easiest – Jay, it's literally the easiest thing in the world. Jay, it's such an enhancement to your life to learn how to cook. I'm not saying – again, like you don't have to become Anthony Bourdain. I'm just saying learning <laughs> – if you learn five or six meals, you accidentally learn another three dozen. Because if like you can cook this, then you can definitely cook that. So it's like – it's such a uh, – it's like an exponential improvement of your day-to-day life. Mm. And you're in like – I'm not like – I'm not going out a fraction as much as I used to go out. I used to go out every single night into Manhattan to get dinner and like save me countless thousands just learning how to fucking make, uh, you know, an omelet and a ribeye. Like it's just saved me thousands. I actually do have a couple of steaks in my freezer. Been there for a while. I got a shoulder roast also that's been in there for a while. Yeah, I love a good roast. A little more time consuming, but I think they're worth it. I'm going to try that out. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I should. Um, but there, there, are, there I go, getting off track again. Well, not really. Not really. Not really. It had to do with food. It had to do with the question. Yeah. 
be sure and like this, everybody. Hit the hit the like and rate it. Um, give us your feedback. We want to hear from you, but and uh, and be sure to like this and share it. Uh, tweet it out, retweet stuff like that. Like it. Um, give us uh, give us a shout out with your friends and and pass along to your friends and like it. And yeah, dude, uh, help us out a little bit. That would be awesome, everybody. We love y'all. Um, but. Uh, Based on something you were saying earlier when the recording was not going on, I'm interested on this one because I I don't know if you were being serious or not, but Brett had brought up that he was drugged into a fight, one of those situations where he was with someone who was about to fight and tried to be a spectator, but it didn't work out so well for him. Uh, I've been in that situation once before myself, actually. Um, But So then a question I, I was... Uh, gonna pose to us is have we ever been in a fight and i i'm i'm sure you have i i i have i was really wanting to hear if kaylin ever has maybe that's why she's not here maybe she was in a really bad fight and she killed the chick and buried her in the backyard yeah maybe she killed a dude maybe she's fucking hardcore man i don't know can a woman beat up a guy i'm just kidding everybody i'm just kidding I'm just kidding. Of course a woman can't beat up a guy. I mean, of course a woman can beat up a guy. Every I've been beat up by a chick. That's the truth, too. I won't lie about that. I've also had a chick put a knife to my throat, a butcher knife to my throat, and that was not fucking cool. But Whoa, um, what, the, what the fuck happened there? I, don't, I was watching TV, and she came up from behind me, and she put the knife to my throat. And she was fucking, well, I, I, I assume she was fucking around because she is nutty and she, uh, there's no doubt in my mind that she has it in her to kill, but she put it to my throat and it was my buddy's girlfriend and she, in his, well, I'm not going to say his name, but she said, uh, she's like, so-and-so told me to kill you. And she was doing all this straight face, but I just, you know, I start laughing. It's a joke. Ha ha nicked my throat a little bit and and it freaked me out man and ever since then i well i that was before that was before i really started shaving and to this day i have never used anything other than like electric trimmers i will not i will not use razor blades or anything like that Wait a minute. What what kind of nick are we talking about? Like nick, like when you do shave, or nick, like oh, I had to go to the hospital, but just for a day. Like what what, what kind of? Oh nick no, you- like I didn't have to go to the hospital. It was maybe a not well, not a nick like when you're shaving, but like maybe about uh almost an inch long little slice in my neck, bled a little bit and shit. And... An inch long? That's not a nick. She fucking cut you. Well, yeah, but I mean, in my mind, it's better than like slitting my entire throat and I bled out on her floor. You know what I mean? Were uh, substances being used during this situation? No, not during this situation. No, <laughs> no. Her boyfriend wasn't even. My buddy wasn't even there at the time. Like she was on the phone with him in the back room, and then yeah, just like out of nowhere, like so-and-so told me to kill you, and I'm just like, ah, that's funny, which sounded like him. It was nothing that was out of the ordinary. It's, it sounded like something he would say, so I didn't question it at all. I was like, oh, I believe you that he probably did say that, but then I kind of was questioning whether or not she was for real as to whether or not she would actually do it. Uh, listen, I'm going to go on a record here and say this chick sucks. Yeah, yeah she does. Uh, that's taking a joke too far. Yeah, yeah. 
but uh, but I, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, have you have you ever been in a fight that you'd like to talk about? Maybe specifically one where you weren't the one who was wanting to fight and you were trying not to get involved, but you were drug into it or sucker punched, maybe. Um. Well, you know, fighting. I have a weird relationship with uh, violence. We kind of talked about it uh, a couple times. We've talked. Um, yeah, I, I, I work out. I, I, I train a lot. I, I, I spar and I, I kickbox, and uh, I was a grappler for years. So, like, I have a, I have a weird relationship with, uh, with violence. I guess or unorthodox at least. Um, but before I trained, when I was a young man, I remember being really. Um, constantly waiting i was constantly i what's i know people call it being in the red like i was always for some reason really insecure about like oh fuck is someone going to come after me like literally for no like just stupid guy testosterone shit and um and this is before i i learned how to fight and um so i was, I was probably in my late teens early 20s and um not my proudest moment but there was some guy at, my, at a party who was just goofing on i was wearing like a bright orange shirt i don't even know why and uh <laughs> like hunting orange and i was just being a, and uh this guy was just jawing like all night but you could tell he wasn't being funny he was just he was really fucked right. up and um i'm not I, i'm not proud of this at all but no i popped him and then um and then he caught me with a haymaker i just fucking ate it and then uh that's when the, he lost the will to fight all of a sudden. And then, um, cause he just, he caught me with this, literally like a cartoon haymaker. And, um, we were, we were in a, we were, the fight started on a deck and then we went down into a yard. And when I took the step down, he, he just, a, just a Rocky four haymaker and he caught me and the guy wasn't, he just didn't know what he was doing. And I just took it. I just ate it. And, um, and then all of a sudden I just, you could see, like I, I, I kind of saw the, the fight left his eyes a little bit, but that's when I, I fucking I got a hold of him with a double leg. I, I took him down and um, bounced his head off the ground a few times. And um, yeah, I'm not proud. Of, like it just, it's just I feel like such a dipshit. And then his friend jumped in, and then I had a fucking. It was, I, was, I was fighting two guys at the same time. It, it was a fucking nightmare. And the point is, is this? It's just that the, the man, that I was so weak and frail, like that. I I really got off on the fact that like you gotta just fuck these two guys up. But really, it was just I was just so fucking insecure. Like the guy couldn't. The guy was goofing on my fucking shirt, and I just fucking had right. enough to the fact that I threw hands. Now, like knowing what I know now, and and having spent God knows how many hours squaring up with actual trained fighters, and like, and then like hitting mitts, and then working on technique stuff, and then like knowing actually what you can do to another human being physically, like knowing like I'm so embarrassed by any sort of behavior like that. Uh, like the violence is no joke. Like I could have fucking, I could have put that, I could have put one on that one of those kids' buttons. Or I could have dumped when I took that kid uh, and I double legged him. I could have dumped him on his head, and he never wakes up again. It's not cool. It, it really isn't. It's not like it, it is. Like I've seen a lot of people. I've seen people in sparring going fifty percent. Put someone sparring. Someone throws like a body hook, and it ends up on the jaw because someone's trying to get out of the way. And the, the which when you're a fighter, it's called the butt. Like literally, like if you have a dimple in your chin and you put your finger to it, that's called the button. You could fucking if you catch somebody there, you can knock them unconscious. Like I get, like I've, I, really? I've caught, 
Yeah, absolutely. It's called the button. You can look it up. Wow. Um, it's not. It's not about. It's not about power. It's not about fucking being strong and tough. It's just. It, it's literally like I've taught. Taught five. Th- I, for, well, first of all, I've trained with women. I've trained with professional Muay Thai fighters who would just happen to be chicks. And um, I mean, these chicks could knock out guys like twice their size easy if they get if they can get a jaw shot. And when you realize like how the human body works and how it responds to fear and violence, like the idea that I ever did that—that that I fucked somebody up at a house party or then his goofy friend. Yeah, I'm not so sorry about the, his goofy friend, but um, he's a fucking the first guy I fought with. <laughs> I wish I wish that didn't happen. But um, when you just see violence like that all the time, and then like like I'm holding mitts for guys, and even through the mitts, they're fucking hurting my hand. And I'm just like, can you imagine if that was someone's face? Imagine if that was someone's sternum. Like, it just as soon this. It's like I wanted to learn how to to do Muay Thai, so I can learn how to fight. And then when I learned how to fight, the last thing on earth I ever want to do is fight somebody. So it's like, and that's and that was uh, I was I was happy to come to that conclusion because that means because there's a lot more to martial arts than just you know, right? Fuck fucking people up, and that meant the philosophical component, which is also I guess something I was subconsciously looking for too. When that settled in, I felt. Much and I don't ever worry anymore. I never worry about a physical confrontation. I'm never. I'm not like I am supremely secure in who I am and what I'm willing to do and what I'm willing to not do. I guess more importantly, and that like it's I've never been nervous or weirded out by somebody. And I live in New York City. Live in um, although my 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 martial arts training did almost fail a couple of times in the past three or four years, but. But I, I've never, I never, uh, I've never, th- I haven't thrown hands on the street in many years, like at least fifteen years. Man, that's that's good though. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I I've never been big on the fighting or the violence or anything. I've always been more a sensitive type, and uh, which is kind of odd, I guess. Uh, if you know me, you would find that odd, perhaps. But um, I've been in I've been in one fight where I'm trying to think. Like there was an actual like like a fight fight, and I started the fucking fight, and I got my ass kicked. Um. But I I, it, I did the classic, like, I looked away. You never look away. As soon as I looked away, dude hit me in my fucking nose, busted my nose open, blood in my eyes. I couldn't see, and from there it's just, you know, it's me just swinging wildly trying to hit anything and him standing back and picking his moments to hit me back. So it, it was terrible. It was terrible. It was, man... I did that sticking up for my buddy's sister. Why wasn't he sticking up for her, man? It was his sister. That's a good question. Why? Where, where, where was he? He was there. He was at the fucking fight standing next to me. He drove, he drove my car back to his house with me in it to clean up because I couldn't see with the fucking blood in my eyes. Aye, aye, aye. Yeah. Yeah, some dude at the pool was... I, I don't know... I don't know if, like, he was groping up on them, so I don't want to say that for sure. I don't know, but at the very least, he was he was talking a lot of nasty, dirty, sexual shit to them. And we were like, this, we were like, I was probably 16 and maybe 17, and this is my buddy, he's my age, and this is his little sister. So she was, like, 14 at the time or something. And and this dude was our age. He went to school with me, and who was doing this shit, fucking with his sister. And I don't know, like he he didn't seem to care whatsoever. And I was like, well, all right, well, I'll start some shit. And 
I went and started some shit, and then, you know, like I said, I made that mistake, dude, of, you know, and that was the first thing my bro. well, my brother told me after that, he told me two things, he said, um, first, never take your eyes off the other person, and two, always hit first, which I don't agree with the always hit first thing in, in, in every situation, I wouldn't say, for me personally, I wouldn't use that across the board, but... In certain situations, yes, I could see that being being the needed thing to do. But, yeah, I mean, that was one where I started the fight and dude kicked my ass, man. Yeah, no, that's not, that's not terrible advice to hit. I mean, like, look, again, I haven't, again, I haven't hit somebody. I haven't been in a street fight in over 15 years. But um, there was, a, I had, a, I've had, like, the past, like, the last three years, I was, I feel like the fucking world was fucking with me. Because, like, um. I really, really intensified my training about three years ago. I double, I was doubling up on what I was doing. I was really dialed in and it was like, so it's controlled violence. And I was taking up new martial arts. I was taking up a, a martial art called JKD, which is a, a Jeet Kune Do, which is a martial art invented by, uh, literally invented by Bruce Lee. And uh, I was doing all this. And I, for the first time in years, I was like, fights again I, I wouldn't pick a fight and i didn't fight here i didn't i didn't, I didn't throw hands at all with anybody but to, like i kept finding myself in positions walking the streets of manhattan where like people were ready to go mm. and um i got a fucking a junkie just i uh asked me for some money and i was like i, I can't help you and he started following me and my girl and I, I look over and he's shoulder to shoulder with me. He's just car- he, he's saying things I'm not going to repeat. He's insinuating that I'm uh, he's insinuating that maybe I'm not heterosexual. And then uh, what freaked him out is when I said, uh, "Why are you looking for some action?" And I blew a kiss at him. <laughs> and I then and he's like, "You motherfucker!" I'm like, "No, nah, don't be upset. You know I'm too cute for you. You know you couldn't get me." Oh my and gosh! Because that's the fucking. That's the that's that's the real me sneaking through. Like I know what I'm doing, but I can't resist like fucking with the right. asshole. I should have just walked away, but I was just like I could not. I was enjoying myself way too much. <laughs> yep. The chick sees this. She's like, "Give me your ice." I had an ice cream in my hand. She's like, "Give me the ice cream." I'm like, "No, nah, I can handle this." And um, he's like, "What the fuck are you gonna do?" I go, "I'm gonna." And like I I I said some things. I'm not gonna repeat because of the fucking legality. No. Um, I I was saying some really hardcore. <laughs> really vividly descriptive things of what I was about to do to this guy. And I fucking finally put the ice cream down. I'm like, all right, here we go. It's going down. And then I looked and like, like something happened where the fucking, the caveman Viking in me took a deep breath. And like the real person like saw this guy for what he was. And I'm like, Oh, he's a, he's a homeless junkie. He was asking me for change. Like literally it just jumped into my head right before I was about to go. Right. And more, more to that. I, I just look at him. I go, you want this, don't you? You really fucking want this. I go, you're you're fucking I go, I'm gonna fucking kill you and you're gonna love every second of this. And I truly attested, I think that's what the guy was doing. I think he was so sick. I think he was between fixes and he was so sick. Me bouncing his fucking head off of Eighth Avenue in Manhattan would have been a relief. Like I think he wanted to get fucked up because he wanted to feel something. And um I just looked at him. I go, I go, I go, do you have any idea like I go, you don't even know what you're doing, do you? I go, you're fucking, I go, I'll fucking kill you. I'll fucking end your life. You're, you're talking to, I'm like, I'm, I go, I go three seconds ago, I was prepared to kill you. And, and, and then it was weird, like to, to see him shut down, like he lowered his head. 
And I just picked up my ice cream and walked away. And it was just a weird moment. Like, and like, oh. I found, and like, I'm walking away going, what the fuck just happened? Like, because it was a guy, it was a, it was a, it was a weird black and white, you know, life is so fucking gray. And especially anytime violence is involved, it's, it's always like, well, this guy should have walked away. This guy should have, this was a black and white thing where this guy was threatening me in front of, uh, threatening me and my chick walking down the street where like, this would have been black and white. If I would have fucked this guy up, the cops probably would have let me go. Like that's how black and white it was. Right. And even, but like, so like I, I, I literally because I spend a lot of time inside my own head. I'm just like, what? Why am I? And like, you know, like, I guess. I, and then like in my head, I'm like, all right, I guess because I'm trained, I handle that situation well. Well, sort of well. I mean, verbally, I fucked him up. I'm not even gonna repeat what I said to the guy. But um, I was like, all right, that was weird. But that just happens. You live in a city with all these people, it just happens. And then like two weeks later, some fucking dude shoulder checked me. In mid in Chelsea, Chelsea's a very relaxed upper class neighborhood in Manhattan. I used to li- I used to live there. I wasn't living there at the time, but I was I was leaving a uh, I was just sparring right. And I'm I'm in my own head, and I'm like I'm like giddy because like martial arts is like when you're physically active, there's like a lot of endorphins. But like martial arts, there's there's an intellectual component to it. It's kind of like human chess, and when you're figuring things out and you're physically active, you're getting into it. You can get kind of like a runner's high almost. And um, I'm in my own head, and I'm like. I'm like almost walking down the street. I'm kind of like so like a late like it just, there's a there's an interesting feeling it has it has on me like an interesting effect rather that it has on me. And some dude just fucking shoulder checks me. I'm walking past him, just fucking shoulder checks me. Like I think he was with friends. He was he was definitely with friends. And I think he was like, "Hey, watch this. Watch what I'm going to do to this guy." And like um, just fucking shoulder checks me. And uh. He just wanted it was it was a Saturday afternoon, two PM, sun shining, birds chirping, and this guy just wanted to saw me and wanted to see what I would do if I he put his shoulder in my sternum. And um I dropped the bag and popped the watch off. I took if you I always say if you're fucking guys are just talking shit and, and but if one takes their watch off, they're ready to go. Do you see a guy ready like he really if he takes his watch off and hands his wallet to somebody, I'm like that guy's really probably gonna throw some hands. Cause I've seen, I've seen dozens of times motherfuckers just posture with you. They just want to be heard. And, uh, this guy was one of those guys, but he, he made the fucking mistake of fucking putting his shoulder in my chest. And, um, I verbally abused him to the point where I told my friend this story right after it happened. And he said, that guy would have been better off if you just would have hit him. Damn. Yeah. Because I, I embarrassed him in front of his fucking friends. And then I told his friends, uh, your friend, you're going to have to drag your friend's body away from me. And this, again, it was a beautiful New York day, like in the spring or summer. And like to have this weird, you know, like, I, look, I'm going to say something that's kind of foofy as fuck. I'm not sure you know that phrase foofy, but like, I'm a very practical kind of street. Level. I'm kind of like a practical forward thinking guy. Right. But when I moved to uh, Manhattan years ago, I became very aware of like energy. Like there's a weird thing. Like when you when you live amongst people, when you live on top of people, and then um, and then in addition to the to the to my training, it's like you become very aware of uh, of people's energy, and you kind of learn how to. And I honestly think I know people who like always are finding themselves in the physical confrontations, and they don't know why. And it's like I'm. It's hard to explain to them that they put off an energy that kind of says "fuck with me," or Sometimes people put off an energy that's very like docile and very polite 
and very sort of almost comes off like a like a lesser like somebody with a like a real lousy person could could perceive it as being like a weak person and right. i think and i think because i was like in a near medit i was almost like an alpha alpha my brains were like an almost an alpha waves like where i was like i was almost i was so relaxed i think he, he saw me as like a docile guy and he was such an aggressive jerk off i think he thought he could just get away with that and um i made the guy kind of i i, I was uh, i'm gonna tell you off the air I, I can't i'm not putting this into the air what i said to him but i made him cry <laughs> a little, i made the guy cry and, wow just from words oh and, man um, and I, I, I literally am not going to say I, I'm not proud of it at all, but I'll tell you when we get off the air what I said to the dude. But um, yeah, but so like when you become aware of people's energies and stuff, I notice that you find I find myself getting in and out of getting out of trouble rather. And I'm never finding myself in those situations usually. But then that fucked with me for weeks because it's like I would go do um, I would go work out or I would go do I had to do gymnastics for a couple of years for, for my job. And um it puts me in such a Zen-like meditative state that I started feeling very vulnerable walking around Brooklyn and New York and Manhattan. And so like I used to, I used to go, I would have to go do, I was so aware of my own energy and what I was putting out that I would literally go do gymnastics, go do kickboxing. And then I would bring a book with me to the school and I would sit down for an hour and just read before, because I didn't want to go out into the streets because I thought for sure someone was either going to try to fuck with me or something bad was going to happen to me. Like that's how cognizant I was of putting out energy and other people's energies. And it's become, it's uh and it also makes you wildly empathetic. If I see someone like I, if I see like a woman trip or something, it's like, I, I, I fucking, my, my, I fucking, I feel like I tripped. Like, I, it's like, it's, it's a, you know, so we're New York fucks with you. <laughs> now, what if you see a guy trip? And then I, I'm too busy laughing. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I was hoping you would say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's not it's not always like I'm not always putting out this. Uh, I'm not always this aware, putting out this much energy. But it's usually linked to me being physically active. Right. Right. Um. In 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 when well, when we're just just talking about all this kind of stuff, it it makes me question. Um. Something we found out from Bonnie this week that. Her, she is a new boyfriend, and new as in what a few days or something, pretty much. And he is living. I, well, I don't know who's living where, but they are quarantined together, from what I understand. Uh, how do you think that's gonna fare, dude? I mean, that sounds pretty rough to me. Maybe we'll have some fight nights coming from that place. Seems like they fucking figured it out. Fuck it. I wish I had a quarantine buddy. I really do. Man. <laughs> Yeah, that well, me too. But that just sounds—that sounds like a very huge uh, risk to take. I mean, what if you, what if you just find out you just cannot stand this person? Uh, are you just going to be like, okay, we're not quarantining together anymore? You got to go. I got to imagine that's what would happen. I know. I think they're playing it right. Like, look, I live my—I see my life as a fucking choose-your-own-adventure book. Like, I always want to go back and like, I like. I don't like. I, I try not to go back and spend a lot of time thinking about the past because I think people yeah. who sp- I think a lot of time we dwell. I think a lot of people who dwell in the past. I think their soul is kind of trapped there, and that they're not. They're upset about their present. So I try not to go back there because it's a slippery slope, and I've you know depression has been an issue for me for many years, and so I try to stay out of there. But like the times that like I can think back of my past, and I think of the positive attributes. Like I like to think back, like yeah, that was the time. 
I ran off to Germany for a couple of weeks, not knowing anybody by myself. That was the time I uh, I lived in Chelsea. That was the time I was, uh, you know, fucking around at that. I used to hang out at that bar with all those people. Like, I like to look back at my life like they're chapters from a fucking books or episodes from a show. And um, I don't know. Fuck it. That would have been. She, she seems like she's got a pretty good chapter going on right now. That was the chapter she met that dude and quarantined with him. You know. Yeah, that's cool. I hope it works out. I just. It just seems a little crazy to me, man. I don't know. I just, I just know me, and I know that if if I if I was quarantined with someone I just met, and I found out that I didn't that they got on my nerves or anything like that, or we didn't get along very well, I just I don't know if I could handle it, Saul. I don't know, man. I just might go crazy, and you might see me on the news later that night. Yeah, but I mean, it's not like they're fucking. Um... It's not like they're locked in a basement together. I mean, one of them true, leave. True. It's not working. Yeah. True. You can get out. So, see, I keep forgetting that I'm allowed to leave my house is what I think is going on. <laughs> yeah. Plus, I fall in love with the drop of a fucking hat. I'm, I go fucking, I'm way into chicks. Like, I fucking, I'm like, I've fallen in love in like one night. Like, I can do that. Yeah. 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 I hope it works out for him. I like Bonnie. She's, uh, she's really funny. She's great. But uh, we got we got one more thing here uh, before we wrap it up for the or uh, for part one of the the show here, guys. Um, another viewer question. I like viewer questions because it's just I don't know. I like I like answering some of the questions that are posed to uh, to the SEN live crew, and I also wish that they would talk about music a little bit more. I love music, but um, someone had asked them, you know, if they if they were putting on a festival and whatnot. Uh, what three bands would they want to headline that festival? And I thought about this, and there were so many bands that I thought would be great. But when it came down to it, I didn't want it just to be about what bands I like or what bands I would personally like to see. Um, I, I've gone to a lot of concerts with my two older brothers. Um, we've gone to a lot of shows together. And uh, I, so I, I was like, man, I would love to go and see three bands with my brothers that we've seen before that we just, that all three of us love and that we could all three have a great time together as well as individually. Um, Cause I miss those times. I love my fucking brothers. I love hanging with them. I love going to concerts and partying with them and shit. Um, so I dude, if I was putting on a festival and I could book any three headliners, I don't know what order I would put them in. Nine Inch Nails, Pearl Jam, and U2. I've seen all three of them more. I've seen each of them more than four times. Um, and I've seen all of them with my brothers at least two or three times. And it's just always been the greatest time, uh, the greatest time I've spent with my brothers almost. But I just, I love those bands too. So it's not just a brother thing. Like Nine Inch Nails is my favorite band probably. Um, but yeah, man, if you were throwing a big, a big hippie festival out there in New York in the middle of nowhere with the mud and the rain and, and the boobies and the flowers and all that kind of stuff, um, what, what three bands would you, would you book to headline? Is this, uh, do they have to be, is this like a fantasy thing or it's bands that are around now? Uh, I picked ones that were around now, but Christian picked the doors when he answered it. So you can pick whatever you'd like, man, whatever you want. It would be, because now I'm, cause I'm trying to be, 
I'm going to do a fantasy answer because someone's pet, because these the two of the three acts are no longer with us. But um, I'm I'm but I'm trying to honestly give you an answer that that I think that this would actually be a good festival. Um, it would be uh, the Stones and David Bowie together, which I think would be amazing. And then the final night would be Elvis Presley. Oh man, that's what I think, and I think. Because I think, it, yeah, I think all three of those would gel well together. I could just say, like, oh, White Zombie and Tupac. and But, like, no, no, no. I'm trying to think. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. actually being practical. I'm trying to think three-night festival, Central Park, new, new act every night. Boom. Stones, Bowie, Elvis. Dude, that would be awesome. Now, would it be El- early Elvis, more rockabilly style, or would it be later Las Vegas Elvis? I know it's sort of sacrilege to say this, but I really f- – fucking love vegas elvis i know you're not supposed to say that i'm not sure <laughs> I mean, I, I don't, there I don't is no I, supposed to around here dude it's just however you personally feel i i i think i prefer rockabilly elvis like the early sun records days elvis i think but i just something about vegas elvis that the music i think was maybe be- I, I know as a personality he was his head was screwed on tighter before you know it was the art well a lot of people think it was the army that fucked him up but um that's what John Lennon said, at least. Um, but the mu- i love the Vegas, the music he was putting out in that era. Yeah, yeah. And, Some of uh, those suits were awesome too. Those jumpsuits, man. Yeah, and, and uh, maybe the it would be like the comeback special era. That's because I think that's perfect, Elvis, to me. Oh yeah, yeah. And, um, and what about like modern acts? Do you have three modern day acts? No. No, <laughs> no, I, 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 like, I, I haven't, I haven't, I don't even like, bro. I don't even know a modern act right now. Like, I know uh, right. the fucking. The well, I don't either. So I shouldn't have said. See, to me, I'm stuck in the '90s. So to me, modern is like, well, to me, modern. I would consider the Killers is probably as far as bands go, not individual musicians, but like as far as bands, the Killers is probably the newest band that I like and they're from what the late nineties, early two thousands. So yeah, that yeah. gives you a good idea where, where I'm stuck, dude. I, I, I fucking, if I told you, yeah, I'm trying to think of a new band that I would like, and I would be just embarrassing myself. Um, uh, I don't oh, even know way, if I can name any. Yeah. And you, I mean, I, I got, I'm embarrassed. I, I really can't think of anybody. Yeah. Like, I feel like if I named, I have a couple in my head right now, but I feel like that was like 15 years ago. Yeah, yeah, I'm here too. Like, when I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, Foo Fighters, and I'm like, well, wait a minute, Foo Fighters are big still, but I mean, they've been around since fucking 90s and shit. Yeah, I'm like, so. the I'm like yeah, that new band, The Hives. I'm like, no, that's fucking, <laughs> what about these White Stripes kids? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Man, when when are they going to break up and go off on to solo careers? You know, I mean, it's been so long. The the they've been they've been or uh, they're so fresh, dude. You know how that works out. Mm-hmm. Okay, hold on, no, 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 hold on. First of all, that didn't make sense, and I'll acknowledge that. Um, but this actually made me think about something. Um, okay, I want to ask your opinion on this real quick, and then we'll wrap it up here. Uh, and this has not it has to do with music, but. Okay, uh, Frankie Valley, right? And then the Four Seasons. Like you're familiar with them, right? Yeah, I'm from Jersey. All right, yes, yes. I love, I love the Four Seasons. Love Frankie Valley. Um, Can't take my eyes off of you is one of my all time favorite fucking songs. That song rocks. 
I, it, that is a hardcore song. It's a hard song for its time. But anyway, um, you have the four seasons, and then Frankie Valley goes off solo, and then they come back and tour together again is Frankie Valley and the four seasons. But there were four of them total no matter what. So in the, the four seasons, there's four of them. Then it's Frankie Valley and the four seasons. Why wasn't it Frankie Valley and the three seasons? Or Frankie Valley and the seasons? Like, that just does not make any sense because if, if you're like Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons, you're basically ca- counting Frankie Valley twice. Hmm. I, I can honestly admit I've never thought about this, but it's I think you're correct. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't make fucking any sense. Yep. Yep. Just shit that goes on in my head, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple other bands that there's, – there's a couple other bands who did that where they were a band like uh, – jukebox boys i don't know it's uh, if there is a real band out there called jukebox boys i'm sorry that i used you as an example but you know whatever but say there's a band jukebox boys and then the singer does a couple solo albums and then and then after that they're ernie hudson and the the jukebox boys and I think Ernie Hudson is an actual, that's the guy from uh, uh, Ghostbusters, isn't it? So Ernie Hudson was the singer of the Jukebox Boys. And then he, he went off, did a couple solo albums. He made the Ghostbuster movie, came back, and they and, and they used his name for, for some more publicity and promotion. And then it becomes Ernie Hudson and the Jukebox Boys. See, it's that kind of stuff. Just kind of makes no sense to me because the, I don't know. But the Frankie Valley, I should have just quit at Frankie Valley in the Four Seasons. I'm going to go ahead and agree with you. <laughs> yeah. In fact, yeah. I, I should have just quit there. I, I, I should have quit while I was ahead. Yeah, I mean, you made your point, And then, you know, I think you got very excited. You were like, yeah, I can make other points now. And I'm going to bring in the star of, <laughs> I'm gonna bring in the star of Congo as an example. And... Um, Kind of lost me, not going to lie. But I'm glad you could see the fault in your uh, egregious error. And I can't believe we're we're ending the show like this, you son of a bitch. You've ruined I know, show. right? I know. We yeah. have the perfect ending, dude. Shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all right, man. That's all right. Um uh, but yeah, guys, that, that it, it was a pretty it was a pretty uh, pretty entertaining week. There were a lot of other stuff, little songs and stuff that the uh, Charles songs uh Still cracked me up. There was a Charles song in RB3 uh, trying to be young Luke, but it, I don't know. RB3 just uh, he he couldn't quite make it work on his end. But it was that's what made that bit specifically entertaining. Um, it's killing me. I tell you what, how Harloff is fucking killing me with. I never even thought about someone doing a fucking Ellis impression. The Mark Ellis impression yes. is fucking killing me. To the point where I'm kind of walking around my house and I'm doing it to my niece and nephew and my sister. And like, <laughs> my sister's like, what are you doing? Why are you talking that way? And I'm like, what? You don't like when I talk like this? I'm going to go to Walmart. I'm going to get a, a tight dozen eggs. And I'm just fucking, I'm doing the Ellis impression. But she's got no idea what the fuck I'm doing. And I'm just, I'm cracking myself up. Yeah, and then Ellis was on there, I think it was Monday. Well, one of the two StreamYards days. Ellis like threw that softball right to Christian, setting him up to do the Mark Ellis bit, and and Christian just completely didn't get it at all. And I'm sitting there going, like yelling at the TV, Christian, dude, he just set you up. I don't remember that. What did he say? 
I can't remember. That's the funny thing. I put it in the notes, but I didn't elaborate. I just put Christian Blue Mark Ellis's bit dot dot dot. It was a softball. I didn't. And, get- and I, I don't know, dude. I didn't elaborate, so and I can't remember, dude. So there's a little peek behind the curtains of 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 my note taking. Sometimes I <laughs> I did get a kick out of Ellis playing Wii Golf while. Yes. While the show was going on, I did find that very funny. Yes, that was great. That was great. Yeah, it, it, I, I do like the StreamYards thing because you get a lot more interaction with different personalities. But um, you know, it's just it's not something that that uh, Christian can do on a regular basis. But it is great to have it when we get it. So I got. Uh, yeah, I think this week. I think this week was way better than last week. I think last week we were all sort of like, uh, "What the fuck are we doing here?" And then this week, now that we're kind of used to this weird situation being normal, everyone seemed a little more relaxed. And I think was a fu- I think the, I think the shows were funnier this week. It was a strong yeah. week. Yeah, I agree. I agree, and it makes me want to, uh, or it makes me look forward to next week, especially if uh, Christian can get this new Skype thing uh, figured out that he was trying to get going on today. Uh, it could it could help out a lot with them being able to still do these stream yards and the schmobot or not the stream yard but the uh, stream lab and the schmobot and stuff like that but still also have some video interaction with others so hopefully that'll work out but um, yeah it, it's been awesome and uh, and we're looking forward to next week uh, thank you Christian for everything you're doing here and toughing it out uh, right now uh, don't worry about it I. It was obvious you were frustrated and rightfully so today, but don't worry about it, man. Uh, Friday's episode—it it was still entertaining. It was still fun. I enjoyed it personally. I—I—I yeah, so. I, I, I mean, I guess I'm in the minority here, but on shows like this, I know it sounds weird because it, there's something authentic about he's going through this, and we're watching him go through this. I and like, it, it, there's something shows like that. I think are great. Like, I love shows. I know that sounds. I guess I, I don't know if anyone else thinks that, but like when. When things are going wrong and they're working through it and they're still making us laugh and connect, to me, those are some, some of the early shows from November when everything was going wrong, I understand be angry and frustrated. But like, as a fan of the, the the people on the show and a fan of the show, I like that. Like, there's something like there's something like very authentic and real to experience that and not have it be smoothed over and to see it raw right there. I don't know. I think it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Uh, I like it. And you know, the frustration is understandable, but man, it's, uh, uh, it's just, it's, it's what's going on right now. And, but uh, a part of me kind of wonders if, uh, when all this, when it can get back to normal with this, obviously he'll want people there in the studio together, but when that happens, uh, I wonder if he's going to utilize the this a uh, little bit more and maybe bring in some other people instead of just having them call on the phone, just bring them in via cam and stuff whoa. like that. Whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not fucking camming up. Well, yeah, I know you aren't. No. Which I, was I brilliant, fucking... by the way, when you turned the cam back on Roka. Uh... <laughs> oh, you saw that? Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. He hung up on you. He sure did. I know what he broke him. He bummed me out because I was setting myself because I said, yeah, the Schmodan's predetermined. And then he hangs up on. Me. I was setting up a joke. I wasn't just being a dick, but um, I did. Uh, Roka was trying hard not to laugh before that. And I got him really good. So that made me proud. 
Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, man, it was great having you on, dude. Thank you for your time, as usual. Uh, it's fun having you on chatting about all this stuff and then getting a little off the track, too. I like that. But thanks for coming on, man. No problem, boss. Anytime. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, we are going to go now to our promo break and let you guys check out some promos for some other shows from Merc with a Movie Blog. On the flip side, uh, we got Sean coming in. He does. Uh, he's a co-host on Beyond the Screen here on Merc, at Merc with a Movie Blog. He's going to come on and uh, help me get through a segment we're going to have with Chandru uh, from the Schmodown. So that's going to be great, guys. Stick around for that. We will be right back. Hey guys, Sean here. Be sure to check out the new podcast over here at Merc with the Movie Blog, Beyond the Screen. Mike, Sarah, and I every week coming together, doing our own little our own little radio show, whatever you want to call it, talking movie news, life, TV news, anything. Whatever comes up, that's what we're going to talk about. Every week, just come check it out. Where? Where? On the Merc with the Movie Blog feed! Perfect! <laughs> Yay, okay, don't listen. Ready? Hi everyone, this is Sarah, host of Go Get That Rose podcast, a podcast that is dedicated to talking about all things Bachelor Nation. Join Jay Wade, a man in his 40s who is recently new to all things Bachelor Nation, and myself, someone who has been watching passionately for the past three years, as we review, share our thoughts on each episode of whatever show is currently on TV, whether that is Bachelor, Bachelorette, or Bachelor in Paradise. We might not even know everyone's name, but we have fun nonetheless. You can find us on Merkwood and Movie Blog Feed wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey there, Schmodown fans, this is Josh the Merc Rainer, and I am here to tell you about my show, Talkin' Schmodown. Whether it's Andrew Guy getting hit with a chair, John Roca screaming, Outlaw! Or the emotional retirement of the Shire Wolves, I talk about it all. So you can catch me right here on Anchor and all the other major podcasting platforms. So, as I ask every episode, are you ready to talk Schmodown? I am. Hey, we're back, guys. Thanks a lot. And uh, uh, be sure and check out those other podcasts that you just heard some promos for. We got a lot of good stuff going on here. And actually, one of those sh- shows, excuse me, that you uh, you heard advertised there is uh, Beyond the Screen. One of the co-hosts of that show is joining me for our Schmodown segment. Sean, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys? Good, good, very good. Um and and but we've got a schmodown competitor here, a very good schmodown competitor, uh, one that for me personally I didn't see coming, but he came and he came out strong and hard. Uh, we've got Chandru Dondapani here. How are you doing, sir? Hey Jay, hey Sean, I'm pretty good. Uh, coming out uh, strong and hard is uh, a good uh, description, I would say for myself. That's great. And uh, yeah, you got you got my name right too. That's amazing. And uh, happy to be I'm here. Good. Good. Um, and yeah, you did. Cause well, the first match that I saw you in, I, I, my thing is I can remember like the first matches where I saw specific, uh, players, but I can't remember who they played and the specific details of matches like that. But, um, I can't remember who you played, but I remember I, 
I had no clue who you were. I don't know why you weren't on my radar. Well, it, it, but also it took me a long time to get into inner geekdom also, to be honest, because I'm not very good at those kind of categories. But yeah, when I saw you, I was like, okay, okay, I like this. And I, I've been watching you since. So yeah, you did. You, you definitely came out with a hard impact here on the, on the leagues. Uh, and it's been really nice. Uh, thanks, man. Uh, yeah, my first match often it's like misconstrued as a fatal five way. It's a fatal four way. Um, it was Brandon Hanna, Chance Ellison, and like Keaton Markey and, and me on the desk. It was a lot of. It, it was a very fun match. If you haven't watched it, you should like go back, go back and like check it out. It's it's uh it's a really cool, like really competitive as well as like entertaining match to watch. That's like one of my favorites that I've been in, even though I lost. Yeah, it it's just taken me the last couple years to really get into the inner geekdom and. I'm finding myself really, really enjoying it. Um, but one thing I, that I'm interested in finding out from you is how you got involved in the Schmodown in the first place. And uh, also, what was your very first face-to-face interacting with, interaction with Christian like? Oh, um, the way I got involved with the Schmodown was uh, I was a big fan of Schmodown uh, for almost a year before I, started, before I, was in my, I got into my first match uh, at the Schmodown. So uh, my first face-to-face interaction with Christian was at the live event in LA, um, I think September of 2018. Yeah, September of 2018 was the Mara versus Inman live event. I was there at the at the uh, at the theater at the theater at the live uh, the live theater for that live event, and um, that's that's where I just got I got to like take a picture with both uh, Christian and Mark, and that's the that's like my first interaction again as as um, Live events go, you don't have much time to like talk to them. But I got to have like a long discussion with Christian um, at the awards show after, and that is that is when um, we actually like hit it off. And he he invited me to the studio after uh, after, and then I got got to see a lot of matches and like meet meet with a lot of competitors and like get get some advice on like how to prepare and all, and so on too. Oh, that's awesome. Um, when you now, when you first showed up to the studios and you're your rookie for your very first your first match was in the studio, I was I would assume. Is that correct? Yeah, it was. It was. All right. So when you're going into the studio and it's your first time and you've seen these people for, you know, I'm not sure how long, but you, you'd said a couple of years or so. Um, and, and then you, you're face to face with them and you realize I'm here. I'm going to be playing against them and with them. Um was there was there any kind of hazing or anything like that that goes on there? <laughs> yeah, no, I wouldn't call it any of that hazing. It's just um, I was also in the studio like uh, four or five times before my before my match uh, taped itself. So I would just uh, go play along, play on the sidelines, and just uh, w- w- watch other matches being taped and watch other like cutscenes being taped and all that too. So you might even uh, before I. I competed in my match. You might see me like in the audience or like in the background mm-hmm. in some scenes and such. So um, I was always like very respectful and uh, I'll go and go and uh, I was definitely geeking out in the first two, three uh, taping days. I would just, I would literally go out to like every competitor and, and like talk to them and like uh, have, have talked to them about the Shmodown, like tell them how much I, lo- I love their character work and like their, uh, trivia Provis and all that, and like, uh, what were my like favorite moments of them? And um, so everyone has been, everyone was really welcoming at at the 
at at the studio they were they were just uh happy to like meet another fan and like uh um you know ready to talk more down at 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 the studio too it's it's like kind of a very relaxing uh, atmosphere where they're not like bombarded by like hundreds of fans it's just like mostly the com- mostly the more down um community members and then like maybe four or five fans like me like just showing up uh tapings um so it was it was we i got to like have more and longer conversations with them without being without it being overwhelming and no i i don't think i was hazed by anyone <laughs> anyway um what what kind of seating do they have in there for these spectators it's the stuff that you see when like the cameras like whipped around right there's just like some three rows of five five or six chairs each on the sideline on the side and then um on the other side um of of the announcers there's people also like just stand stand around and watch the matches and that's pretty much it and then the waiting yeah. rooms have like their own couches and so on okay well, that's nice do they edit out the cameras whipping around i i don't think we've ever really gotten a good look at the uh um at the seating the audience there's there's like one of one or two matches you will see i think the most recent one is um when when uh, corruption won against founding father uh, found, um, okay. sorry when corruption against won against the family and they were calling out the founding fathers and the camera mm-hmm. just whips around to show dan merrill among the studio audience just like holding up both the belts like uh, <laughs> uh, accepting the challenge basically and then you will see like the chairs right next to us or like in one of the entrance one or two of the entrances um um we they've shown like the audience side as well but it's it's not it's not a mainstay in every every match it's yeah. just it's rare that you actually see it so you're playing i if i'm correct you've only played in intergeekdom so far right so far uh played yeah. six matches in intergeekdom so far uh five last season and this this season just the one yeah uh is is singles or team anything that you'd like to eventually branch out into or are you just dead focused on inner geekdom so i would say like the, my primary focus uh, would be in inner geekdom um mm-hmm. i've i've put a lot of effort into that but mm-hmm. then again i'm at the studio a lot i've been playing so i've been like playing along with the round ones and twos of uh, singles and teams matches as well so i've i've been doing pretty good and like surprising myself with how much you do and inner geekdom prep in some sense it also like helps you with the singles and teams as well because you're constantly aware of all of these actors and actresses and yeah. uh, directors and um, pro- directors and writers and uh, com- composers and so on and you you are you're always like thinking in the context of what else that they do right so um that 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 deep inner geekdom prep helped me in like the breadth of knowledge that they, that I need somewhat in sing- singles and teams as well so um I don't I don't I don't know how I'll how well I'll do in singles I'll also like go crazy um, crazy studying for it because I'm like a really competitive person if I have mm-hmm. to, if I'm doing something I'll like go all in and like dive into the deep end but um, teams is definitely in the picture like I I feel like I could make a really strong B player for for a team especially now that like IG slices are um are available and a lot of like new slices that are that have that have been added or like in my wheelhouse um so yeah that is teams is never out of the picture and uh, i've i've been like studying getting deeper and deeper into star wars as well just for my ig prep so i feel like i could do some damage in the star wars division as well so 
singles uh, maybe not this season but like teams is mm-hmm. teams and star wars is definitely in the picture do you have a uh, for in regards to teams would there be a like a dream team member uh, of your faction mates of my faction mates definitely the dream team member would be Josh Makuga so okay, um, yeah. no, oh, wow. no everyone is <laughs> i know everyone is um missing the wildberries a lot and we could the two of us could like bring out a, bring some of the crazy energy that the wildberries brought but mm-hmm. wildberries brought but with our own like flavor um to it and our own like craziness to it too and like the dance is just the dance entrances alone of the two of us yeah it's going it's going to be off the hook yeah uh that's something we were we're excited we're excited to try out i've been like both winston and i want who are, are looking into it it's just um how things shake out especially with the current situations and like how yeah. uh josh's schedule works out with um with with his his show, his tv shows and so on too but that that's that's yeah. definitely yeah. that definitely i would uh, that that would be like my risk case scenario for teams it'll just be like a fun team i wouldn't be as comp- as cutthroat as i am in any kingdom teams i'll definitely like turn up my fun side way more than just than just being competitive and like trying to get every answer right that would be a fun uh, dynamic to watch i agree <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for sure. But but something that that comes to my mind when I hear that is uh, that you know Makuga Makuga is the farthest thing from a heel, and <laughs> you're, you you uh, you're you are not a heel in the league, but you sometimes you show you show a little bit of hint of some heel in you, uh, some smack talk here or there, some in very good. Very good backhanded comments that just come out of nowhere. Some one-liners. I like it a lot. <laughs> uh, and and it, it, for what it's worth, my opinion is I would love to see you go full-blown heel. But what uh, can, can you can you add anything uh, as far as to to the appearances that maybe maybe you've got some heel in you and you in is there is it possible that there could be a turn is that something that you've ever considered or that you would want to do um yeah no i i think the the confusion with a lot of fans is that a uh, smack talking and like um and like just talking back to your opponents is supposed to be is just thought of as something a heel does but when, when most of most of my smack talk has been like directed against heels in the division heels in the league itself so um i don't think at least at least according to me i may have crossed like the line like once or twice but i don't think more like what I, my behavior so far would be would be classified as heel uh, and um as a, like i've always even in my uh, even in my like performances as extracurriculars in the side i've always i've always liked to you know um i like to be liked so i don't i don't know if like playing a heel is something i would do i would like to in the future it's just uh it's just probably not 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 for me it's it's also like i i don't i don't know if i like handle the full blown you know uh, the negative comments that will come my way yeah. Yeah. that is that is just something um which might not well, which might not be might not be on like you know on but part of part of not might not be something that I want to like put on my plate right now. Yeah, and they can get brutal going after those heels in the comments section. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I I love I love I don't know. Sean here is the one who turned me on 
on Andrew Guy. It, I, I was not Andrew a fan Guy, of huh? Guy at first, but Sean completely <laughs> turned me around, and I am a huge fan of his. He plays a heel really, really good. Yeah, he he plays a he plays a really good good heel. I, I guess you you also have like a wider um, play field to play with when you're playing a heel. A lot of things are on the table now. Now that you're a heel, like that you can say and do. And he 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 he's an amazing heel. He's to sort of like raise the bar as to what what heels can do. Um, in the league, that is that is like one of the other reasons I don't I'm not, I'm not like I'm not like that interested in in playing heels because like a lot of people have played really good heels. There's so many good heels in the in the division, especially uh, with Roka initially and uh, uh, and like Guy before he turned face now and uh, Mike Kalinowski and so on. So um, I don't think I'd even if I if I want if I played heel, I wouldn't like reach their levels, but um, being like one of the better faces is something I can I can try and do not not to not to say there haven't been good faces but like that is like way more up my alley than than like me playing playing heel it's just um I don't if I play heel I don't I don't think I like compared to those giants you know and once you say that I think about the uh uh when you do talk back to your component or to your uh, uh opponents and. Yeah, the fact that you are such a good face makes those moments even better now that I think about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I got another question. Uh, I, I just I got to ask this. Um, if, if, say, there was a trade, and if you had to be traded, who would you want to be traded to? What other faction... Do you think you would be able to assimilate into well and and help out and and do good in? I'm like really happy with my faction right now, so um, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to be traded to any other faction as of as of, as of now, like as how it stands. But if I were forced to, I think I think the usual suspects might be a good fit for me, especially because they don't have a strong IG player and they're also like finding some trouble uh, finding a good footing. Um, in the in the points division, pop, like points wise as well. Um, especially because usual suspects now it's an open secret now. Uh, uh also comes with a, a really good co-manager in Rachel Cushing, and uh, because my mm-hmm. my primary focus is in, is in in a geekdom, I think she'll be able to help me a lot with like training, training and preparation for that division uh, a lot more than what I'm currently doing. So that'll be the 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 division I'd be most excited about and I'd get to get to work in a team with either Andrew Guy or with like Zineen or Matt Achiri and like all of these are amazing players and um, I'd consider amazing teammates uh, too for, for what I what I want to do in the, in the, in the team's division so that, that'd be like my uh, dream faction if, if the second that that'd be my second dream faction my first dream faction is definitely swag, the swag squad mm-hmm. Nice. Um, kind of a little follow-up to that that I have. Um, which rookie in Inner Geekdom this season are you just chomping at the bits to get at? Which one do you just really <laughs> want to play bad? Uh, I, I, in a, specifically Inner Geekdom rookie, um, I, I, wanted, I want to play Dan Morrow. Like I know he's not a rookie in, the, in like the league itself, but like when it comes to Inner Geekdom, he is definitely... Um, 
he's definitely just 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 about to get his debut match uh, sometime in sometime in this season. So um, especially because he's the person, he's the one, he's the person I fo- personality I followed and then got into the Shmoran because of because I was like a big screen junkies and honest trailers and clickbait and uh, so on fan and um, I wanted to see Dan Merle in more things and that's that's how I got into the got into the Shmoran too and. Playing Dan Merle would would be like one of these dream scenarios, and now that he now that we're both playing in the same division, I'm I'm really excited to one day play play him in a match. I've got a I've got a follow up with uh, the 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 rookies coming in as a as a member of you know the Inner Geekdom League and and undeniably probably one of the <laughs> the top players in that league. Uh, there's a certain character that has, or a certain person that has been, you know, there's been a big uh, deal made about him coming into Inner Geekdom this year. Uh, what do you think of Robert Parker? I mean, um, we still haven't seen a match of him in in the main division. In the main division, though, like we've seen him at a live event, yeah. Talk Smack, the Kitkin Master yeah. Talk Smack. That's that's for sure. Of course. Uh, I've gone ahead, gone, gone back and looked at some of his fan league matches too. So he knows his stuff. It, now the, the question is, the, like the knowledge is all, already there, and uh, now the question is, uh, can he just bring? Can he bring it when it's not just behind a webcam, but in front of like in a studio, in front of like people you've been watching for two, three years, mm-hmm. or even more, right? Uh, and can you can you stay calm and collected and cool? In these high-pressure st- situations, if he, which he would eventually face, if he's gonna, if he's gonna, if he continues to win and like show his, uh, use his knowledge that he's been using in the fan leagues too. So the knowledge is there. Uh, for me, the interesting aspect would be what what he's going to do with the character work, how mm-hmm. he, how he's handling the high-pressure environment of the, both the studio matches and hopefully eventually for him down the line. Um, live live match settings and uh, how he's handling sort of like the uh, audience comments and so on, especially because it, even without playing a match, it seems like the uh, the fans seem to love him already. So uh, that's sort of that's sort of been taken care of or, um, already. But there's also the there's also the uh, how do the comp- uh, how do the uh, how does the existing Shmolan community react to him? How does he fit well in the faction uh, with another IG, uh, the who is arguably the best IG player currently right now yeah. in, in the same faction and so on? How does how does he manage that? There's uh, there's uh, other questions like that that I'm uh, really curious of going into going into the season. But uh, when it comes to knowledge, uh, I think the kid kid knows his stuff. Like uh, he can definitely do some damage in this division. So would that be a IG competitor and rookie you'd be interested in going up against then? You think that would be a fun match? Yeah, it'll definitely be a fun match. Uh, I I definitely be excited. I'd definitely be excited to uh, play play against him sometime later this season too. But and def- down the line, I feel like if we both are at if we both keep winning at the path we both are both are going, there there'll be some event down the line that we'd be, we'd have to face each other and uh yeah um it it'll be a tough tough match for sure so i'm definitely uh excited excited to excited to play him as well um we'll we'll see when that day comes mm-hmm. yeah yeah that'll be a good one to watch and uh 
But but an, a, a great one that there will be to watch is you've got a title match coming up against uh, ben, against Kevin Smets. Uh, how are yeah. you feeling about that? And um, I mean, I'm sure you're using this. Uh, I just call it's not really a quarantine, but it, I just it's easier to say that. Uh, <laughs> how much are you using this quarantine to your advantage uh, to to get ready for this match? It's um, so fortunately, I'm I've, I'm still able to like work from home and like keep my day job uh, during this like stressful situation. Like I know a lot of people have have not been as fortunate as I am. So um, it's just cut down a lot of um, commute time, commuting time for me, um, and like cut down a cut down a lot of like socializing that I usually do other other outside of um, outside of work as well. So there's definitely a little bit more free time than, than I'm used to. Um, but then I'm, I'm also like uh, cooking a lot more and like cleaning a lot more. Um, um, so it's, it's roughly around this, roughly around the, the prep, the IG prep is like roughly taking the same amount of time I've done before, before like we all started staying in home, like working from home too. But I'm definitely like, making it taking advantage of the, the whole situation by doing doing some prep almost like yeah, one, yeah. one one hour it's like almost an hour every day and without anything beyond that i like i'll like go crazy too because the whole like <laughs> the whole situation is putting my ig prep into perspective too it's just hard it's hard to stay motivated uh when it's just the same thing every day and like this is also sort of becoming like a r- routine too but um and I'm, I'm like yeah, it's definitely like um the ig prep is definitely sort of like an escape from everything else for me so it's 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 it's, it's interesting to do that and um i'm um it, the only problem for me is like not having a legitimate uh, a hard set hard set set in stone hard date for our match so i don't even know how to like prepare a schedule for for like a match that is just eventually down the line and we don't have an exact exact date for that so i'm just like doing um generic prep as of now and i'll like nail it nail down like a more strict schedule when uh, the, the match is actually like scheduled either for like a live event or like a throwdown or Maybe even for the collision, the way the, the way things are going, could be this match could be happening at the collision. Yeah. Um, now I've got a I've got a follow up to that, and I've been I've been trying to figure out how to word this question um, because I will say that if if not worded properly, it could come off uh, bad. As if it, it could come off bad. Um, I don't intend it that way whatsoever, but I, I do want to ask it. I feel it's just, it's an important question, at least an interesting maybe. Uh, but uh, in this match uh, against Smets, Mara it, Mara had to opt out, and I hope she's I hope she's doing well. Um, then Mike opted out to focus more uh, on on other leagues, and then and then you got this shot here. Now I'm not saying at all that you don't deserve this shot. I I'm no I'm a fan of Schmodown, but I'm in no way a big enough fan to determine who deserves what. I don't know, 
but I want to know how you feel about that. Like, and not do you, and deserve isn't even the correct word. That's what I'm struggling with. I don't know the correct word, but what are your feelings on the manner in which you, you have uh, received this opportunity? And, and it's an opportunity that I'm looking forward to watching. And I think you've got a very, very, very good shot at, at taking this title. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I definitely thought, I, I definitely did, wasn't expecting this title match to be, to be honest with you. Um, especially after like my win against Brandon, um, my thought was there was going to be like a number one contender match against Mike, uh, between me and Mike. And, uh, that was the winner of that was going to play, uh, the winner of Kevin Smets and Mara was, mm-hmm. was, was my thought in the beginning, uh, beginning too. And it was unfortunate that Mara had health issues and had to like, um, pass up. Or like po- we had had to like postpone her title shot. That was unfortunate. And Mike was also focusing on singles and teams, and not not so much on any geekdom. And he passed up on the number one contender match. So I definitely, I feel like um, I could I I needed another. I could have played another match or could have get gotten another ma- win under my belt before going to the title match. That is for sure. But um, but luckily, all the way I won my previous match, like going going perfect game and like TKOing mm-hmm. a, a legitimate threat in the division, uh, that's Brandon Hanna. Uh, like while he was still playing at eighty percent accuracy, was uh, was what like didn't ha- was why I didn't have as much backlashes like um, people in the past have had for like you know jumping to a title shot. Um, so. So um, I've, I've, I've felt fortunate that no, no one else had a, like a problem with me get, getting this uh, title shot directly. And um, it's, it's also like unfortunate how scheduling works and so on. But, um, but yeah, I, for me, I also thought like having another number one contender match like with Mike would have helped both, would have helped uh, my case. Like, of course, I'm, I'm expecting to win, expecting to win going into that match. Uh, because why wouldn't you be confident in yourself, right? Uh, that yeah, would have gotten me another three or four points to the uh, gotten another three or four points to the faction too. So, uh, uh, so that was that was something. Oh, that would have that would have worked in the faction's favor and like in my favor in in, in the sense of like getting more experience in high pressure scenarios and like getting more wins under my belt before before get, uh, before going to play against Kevin Smith and. Um, in the in the off chance I lose my title match too, it'll just it'll just be like a repeat of my two two last last two matches in the last season where I won against Brandon and then went went and like lost to Kevin Smith. Um, right, so it sort of feels like I'm I, I I'm like headed for that same path now. But uh, hopefully hopefully I my prep is much better this season. Like having Winston and the rest of the faction is also uh, is also really good helps and I'm confident in being able to like pull pull the pull it off and like get the belt from Kevin Smith. That's gonna be awesome. I can't wait for that match. Hopefully uh I don't know. Uh, ho- hopefully we can get it in here soon, which soon is not the word that I mean we <laughs> all know it's not gonna be soon, but just uh, just hope we can get it in as soon as possible at least and get back on track here with this season. Um but uh, but we're definitely looking forward to that match um, as well as others. Uh, Sean, did you have anything else uh, you wanted to add about this uh, 
about Chandru's uh, career here that he started in the Schmodown before we get to this week's uh, teams match? Oh, um, nothing. I, oh, sorry. Oh, no, go you're, ahead. You're fine. Go ahead. I, yeah, I had not, I, I had nothing to add. I also sorry. I, I didn't. I wasn't sure if you were talking to Sean or Chandru. Uh, <laughs> oh no, you're cool. You're cool. Uh, all I would say is, uh, you know, we know Kevin is 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 probably undisputedly the best player in uh, in inner geekdom. But you know, I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't count our friend here out anytime soon. Uh, you know, no. you got you got what three TKOs in your last four matches. So I mean, I don't know, I don't know. I I, I I'm very excited to watch that match. That's that's a great point. Sean. Okay, if you look tough. at if you look if you look at the just the just our last four matches, both with like Kevin Smith and I, like my last four matches I've had like three TKOs. His last four matches he he's had what um two knock two knockouts basically and three wins. And uh, both of us in the last four matches have only missed like seven questions in four matches. Mm-hmm. And yeah. both like we're both coming off of like a perfect a perfect game or like hundred percent accurate game, as uh, as you call it. So we're we're both like at the top of our um at at the top of our game right now, and it's going to be a crazy match when it happens. And I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be like a knockout drag, knock knockout drag down fight. I don't know how that phrase goes. Is it knockdown knock drag down out drag fight? out? I believe. Yes, knockdown. <laughs> It's yeah. <laughs> going to be a knockdown drag out fight, just like the last time. Hopefully, the result will be different. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, but we uh, we are at least we at least Christian was able to get a lot of matches recorded. Well, I don't know how many, but enough recorded so that he can uh, he can keep us going here until he can get back to recording and some live events again. Um, but he's had to cut back to one match a week, which is fine. It, it's great to have it. And this week's match was a team's match. We had Who's the Boss up against Odd Couple for uh, round two of their beef. And Who's the Boss, man, they uh very, very impressive victory on their part. Um, what, what are your thoughts on that match, uh, uh, Chandru? And not only that match, but what are your thoughts on the Finstock exchange so far? Yeah, I was at the studio for that match. It was a really exciting match to watch. And um, of course, undoubtedly, um, undoubtedly, both teams did really well in in their round one. I think oh, two people got perfect round, perfect round ones. If I'm not mistaken, I watched this match. Yeah, I just Monday, yeah, they did. I just can't remember who. Since I watched, okay, yeah, I think Ben Bateman and Snyder um, won. Uh, got both got perfect rounds. If I'm not wrong, I might be. Um, yeah, and um, and. And I think Andrejko, Mark, and um, both Marks were also like at, at six, seven um, points. So it was it was like a hotly contested, hotly, hotly contested round one. Um, what surprised me was the uh, challenge and how uh, with the Idris Alba versus El- versus Elba thing and uh, how it went, how it went uh, with the odd couples way because like I I was expecting uh, the Who's the boss to sort of win that win that challenge when when they made it? It's um, mm-hmm. it's it's just because in the in the past people have uh, people who have said Lena Headey, he, Lena Headley instead of Lena Headey mm-hmm. when Roca said that, or David Ayers instead of David Ayer when 
since dark side that has gone differently and this time i think with a vowel sound it's hard to hard to you know hard to yeah. um explain uh, differences uh, but he also like wrote it differently and and um said it said it pronounced it alba too um so i could go i could see it going either way it's just based on league league um statistics so far and how the league has handled that issue i thought i thought it was going to go the who's the boss way but um yeah that was that was an that was an interesting first round and second round i i didn't expect the odd couple to do that good in star wars mm-hmm. up to um granted they were not as deep questions in the that deep cut questions as in a geekdom or the star wars division there were like director questions and cast questions and uh um there were more uh like a sort of simpler round in a geekdom round one level questions but uh i both of them are not star wars people both mark and jeff or andreco and jeff nighter are not star wars people and um to still to get to do how well they did in round 2 i would i was i was really like impressed with their like fighting spirit uh, in spite of you know getting opponents shots and getting star wars at that time yeah yeah i was i was surprised by that as well um and and they just i don't know there were a couple times i i, I was like man they're about to make a comeback but uh who's the boss man they uh well, who's the boss? They showed that they're the boss. <laughs> That's true. It's yeah, their Pixar round in round 2 was also really good. Um again, they they took spinner choice. I think those were the if I had to guess, those were the two slices that who's the boss actually put on the wheel. Um uh Pixar and uh and Star Wars. Like mm-hmm. Mark Riley is famously good, really yeah. good, strong in Star Wars and uh Ben Bateman has studied studied Pixar too, and like those are really good uh, strengths strengths for who's the boss as well as like weak big weaknesses for odd for the odd couple too. So they've definitely like uh, played the strategy strategy aspect of the game, and they were lucky enough to get uh, both the spinner's choice opponent's choice combo in their favor too, and it definitely um, definitely worked for them. The round round two was definitely like where they they built up on. the built up on like the momentum that that they had from round 1 and and uh, and that, that was that was like a killer performance uh, i i and it was re- it was a record setting performance too like like a couple teams have had uh, have had 36 points before and this is the first time any team has uh, scored 37 points in a team's match in a three round team's match and uh, and they looked really impressive after that match and Just, uh, and Oracle has like, like lost two matches to like really strong bingo like set records to beat them and in the fa- in the past and a, a, a tough loss in round two to round two of the team's tournament to Shazam and like another big tough loss to who's the boss here but they're they're like showing they're really strong teams like championship caliber league teams even in slices that they're like not that strong against and uh they're definitely going to bounce bounce back later this season and and not doubtful at all. Now, if if it if it ever came down to who's the boss um playing for or not or the founding fathers for the title, who do you think would end up winning that match? Um I think I still have the founding fathers. It's, it's also um we have a lot more ma- 
I think who's the boss would have to win their next match against Shazam and like uh, the win the winner of Shazam and a new team, and uh, founding fathers would have to win against corruption. So um, there's there's a lot of matches um, that have to go their their way for that team matchup to happen. But I still feel like I have uh, the founding fathers in that in that match. Uh, it's just um, both John and Dan are uh, playing playing at, at the top of their game this season, um, especially like after uh, John Roca's win against Paulo Yama. So um, I feel like they're really they're really at like they're they're just peaking. The founding fathers is is just um, peaking, and they're just like hit their stride at this stride at this point. Uh, the last season spectacular match against like Shazam proved proved that for me and uh, ben, who's the boss um, while they can they can show a lot of promise and they have a lot of potential they also tend to have like some problems with in uh, larger mo- in big moments <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, like in this like yep. the spectacular or the Chicago Chicago live event and um, what one thing um, Mark Riley is, is is really is still a really strong competitor, but like his miss in round one was a relatively easy round one question in uh, um, the Wolf of Wall Street miss, which I uh, which I wasn't expecting him to miss miss at all, and that's what that's what gives that's what gives me pause uh, with who's the boss success in that in that match. It's just going to be. Um, which Mark Riley we see that day? Um, is it the really strong uh, Mark Riley of the old, like of who's the boss from the Anarchy tournament from like two seasons ago, or is it is it the is it the Mark Riley from last season's tournaments where he 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 didn't play fully up to his potential, which he which he's um, which he's want to do, which is yeah. like. And I'll tell you who wins that match uh, if Who's the Boss and Founding Fathers go up against each other. It's every other faction Finstock. because there no, <laughs> there's no way that the fin- Finstock I, – I have maybe, but I really think the Finstock exchange would explode if they went up. <laughs> I do not – I like it was bad enough when it was just two of their star members. If it's every single one of their star members going up against each other, I think every other faction wins because I think that implodes. I don't see any way – they they can they that that goes well. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know, man. Like it, it's just a this is a matter of like if ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, to just like have infighting at that point would just would not be the smartest play. But in the past two three months, have showed that Twin Stock Exchange is not just not about smart play at all. So <laughs> <laughs> I could not have put it better myself. Um, so it, you never it, no, you never I could... know. <laughs> The backstage, the backstage interviews, and all the Facebook posts and the statements from all four players and the managers is going to be amazing. Yes, It'll be it would really be. I'd love. I think uh, more than Finstock are the other factions. The the people that are, that'll win is the is the audience, is the fans. Yes, they'll get they'll yes. get a lot of entertainment out of this. I'd love to see, and it's got to be one that you build up to, right? Because we got to get them all on all the shows. They got to be talking about it on yep. on the action guys. They got to be talking about it on Sen Live and backstage. You got to lead up to it. I feel like mm-hmm. uh, on a Roca's show. I can't think of what the name Roca's is. Monica's Outlaw Roca. Nation. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All all of that. All of that. Yep. 
Yep, that that and, would and be Riley awesome. Still as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, we can only hope, but uh, until we find out if that happens or not, um, just uh, keep doing your thing and uh, and good luck in your title match whenever whenever we're able to have it against Smets. Uh, uh, yeah, good luck to you. You have more than a chance to win this title, so we'll see what happens there. Um, why, don't you, uh, why don't you go ahead and tell our listeners where they can find you at on social media, Twitter, anything else you'd like to plug? I'm at Chandru Thinks on both Twitter and Instagram and other socials, and uh, I'm on the Facebook group, Movie TV Showdown as well. Like, uh, And if you want to help me train, we also have this Facebook group called Drew Crew. Uh, it's, you, you'll be able to find it on the on the Facebook page, movie trivia for on Facebook page, and um, come on in. Like I'm trying to do daily sort of like trivia sessions um, where people just people can ask me ask me questions from like certain categories, and like I'm trying trying to like sort of get better that that way too. So if you want to help me train, like keep me up. Um, there's like fun posts there and like gifts and polls there as well, and that that'll be all. That's really cool. That's really cool. I like that. Um, Sean, why don't you go ahead and tell the folks where they can find you at and uh, also tell them about, uh, beyond the screen as well. I was going to, uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Sean underscore AFK. And you guys can also catch me on this podcast feed on another show called beyond the, uh, beyond, I was about to say beyond the grid, uh, beyond the screen that, uh, <laughs> that I'm about to actually go record in a couple minutes here. Uh, Mike, Sarah, and I talk about movies, video games, books, comics, TV shows, whatever you want to talk about. We, so we've had a couple guests on, uh, we're going to have Robert Parker on. So yeah. Yeah, that'll be awesome. So guys, be sure and go check that out. Uh, um, of course, be sure and check this show out first. But then again, if you're hearing about that <laughs> show from this show, you've listened to this show already. So thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on the Twitter at jwade1134. That is the letter J-W-A-D-E-1134. And you can follow Merck with the movie blog at movie blog Merck. Also, if you want some stuff online from the blog, MerkWithTheMovieBlog.com. And uh, you can find this podcast and our other ones as well on the Merk With The Movie blog feed. Uh, just go to Anchor is what I tell everyone. It's much easier that way. Sean has a long laundry list that he goes through, but <laughs> I'm not doing that. But until next week, everyone, Chandru, uh, thank you again for joining us. Good luck to you in your match coming up against Smets. And uh, everybody out there, be safe and, uh, and, and, and keep, keep going out there, man. Be good to each other and shit. These are some terrible times. So uh, uh, be good, everybody. See you next week. Well, we won't see you, but, you know, I mean, you know, you'll, you'll hear me next week. And I won't hear you. I don't know why I said we'll see you. I, even if that was the case, I, I would have been more like, uh, like you'll see me next week. But no. Uh, so anyway, uh, you will hear me again next week if you choose to do so. Later. Later.